0: talking about you got this you got that on that and you going murder this one and murder that one you talking all that bold I'm going to put it to you like this yo this yo this is for the nerves this is for the brainy axe this what we deserve god hit it play it back you ain't gonna touch me you are not gonna do nothing you are not above me i bet you wish you was me i know
1: what i know What is poppin' everybody? And welcome back to another special episode of the Only Friends Podcast. Well, you know, it's me and my only friends, which includes, but is not limited to, my boy, Tutu.
2: We here, baby. What's poppin', baby? We're good. We're good, man. What's going on? Hey, shit. Just another day you know? in paradise, you know. Back to playing tournaments. Well, well not paradise, but Vegas, you know. Yeah, not yeah, yet. Yeah, well, right. I can't use paradise right now. People because think people you're are, in Bahamas.
1: People are actually in paradise. They so really like, I can't do that. Yeah, exactly.
3: Grandpa, how you feeling over there, baby? They got me yesterday, Connie. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, boy. not oh. only did they bust me out of the tournament, they took away my uh, my video camera. Look, I'm missing.
1: Oh my god, mm-hmm. you have no video camera. You're yeah. just black.
3: What, I fix mm-hmm. it. what happened? He
1: looks like me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh not going there.
4: Let's pop and sidekick. What you doing over there? Why doesn't why doesn't wop have a camera? I don't uh, what you
3: know technical difficulties. Ah,
4: okay. Technical difficulties. That's fine. Racism. Um, yeah, you know, man. Yeah, it's I need I need some sleep. I played a lot of cards this weekend. I think mm-hmm. I played between friday to today i think i played 40 hours 35 hours something nice like that. no not nice nice no not
2: nice how, d- how the hell do you have time to throw all the tweets out right
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh. right to it
4: huh Tortoise. well you know live <laughs> like, poker is a little gotta slow into these <laughs> <laughs> i'm
2: just asking a question
4: shout out marley in the chat i know why she's here <laughs> um yeah, man. You know, it's like uh, live poker gets a little bit slow. Uh, it, it honestly became a meme because uh, Friday I was in the second game, which is in and of itself a bit slower and smaller. It, it's twenty five
2: fifty game, right? It
4: depends. Some days it's 1-1. One, one. It's always one stake lower. So, like... Okay. If they're playing 1-1 one, one in the main, we're playing twenty five fifty. 50 If they're playing 1-2 in the why, main... Why is that? Uh, there's just like walk-ins and recs that don't necessarily want to play quite as big. Gotcha. Like the game I played yesterday, the average mm-hmm. stack was probably 60K. Okay. So it's not like one, a two. game
2: that feeds into the other one. It, it's, it does It feed, does, though. It oh. does,
4: but, you know, there are just like a handful of recreationals that will only stay in the second game. Gotcha. That the game builds around. Okay. And then, you know, people get... You know, we all want to play the main, so right. like, we'll move. But uh, I was in the second game Friday when all this... Shit storm started and <laughs> Shit uh, storm, you know, it's mostly regs, we're all just waiting to get in the main, and it's really slow and everything else. And I was just kind of like, uh, I'm gonna address this, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm I have I have some you, you, were, you were ready, you were words. ready for what was about to come. I was really caught off guard that D Moon Girl came at me. Um, I mean hard yeah fine like she's just like so ill-informed and that's that's where the the, the whole spiral of this is hilarious to me so <laughs> funny i had this book ended the end of the show but let's just do it now Sorry. uh no no it's it's great i'm glad you did it. <laughs> um it, it's the the whole the whole framework of this like went so many different ways because she doesn't say anything she just like I mean, th- this, this is like a follow-up. This is nowhere close to the first tweet. But like, basically, she just like calls me uh, a pompous asshole who just like lies on the mic and spouts things as facts that are fundamentally false.
2: Arrogant, I think was the word.
4: Arrogant. I, I could see that one working its way in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's like, okay, uh, you're entitled to your opinion. That's fine. But please provide me an example. And she doesn't ever come back with a full example. But instead, Feldman jumps in. Mm -hmm. And says, I believe she's talking about you calling Alex Ding a cheater. It's like, okay, buddy, let's talk about it because this guy's a fucking scumbag. (laughs) You know? Um, And it's like, just because they're not privy to certain information, because they, you know, hang around in this insulated group that maybe isn't in the know and maybe is still somewhat close with Ding because allegedly... He played their apps and owed them all a lot of money. And perhaps he's paying that money down. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know why they would feel the need to protect him. I don't know why, you know, he has a good rep with them and no one else in the high stakes community.
1: I I find something weird about this whole situation that they wouldn't be in the know, or maybe not Feldman so much, but D-Moon, like, how would she not be in the know? Like, this is her circle, right? Well, these are her games. Like, it's her job to know these things.
4: It is her job to know these things. Uh, She just maybe is very bad at her job. Okay. Um, But, yeah, like, you know, Ding, Ding effectively walked off with somewhere in the neighborhood of low seven figures. And, granted, the more details I hear, the more likely I think it is that he was robbing from Peter to pay Paul. Like, Alex is a very smart kid. He's very talented at the game. But he's also a complete and utter degenerate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it wasn't an accident that a lot of people truly believed ding to be a whale in these games because he fucking played like a whale and maybe he just like wasn't able to turn that off. It sounds like he got filleted in a lot of the app games for big numbers as well. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe there was some legitimacy to the whole thing of, uh, you know, he was actually just scumming one half of the community to go gamble with another half of the community and that's fine. But if you're going to be so goddamn certain that you're going to take a public stance on it, you better get your facts straight. So, of course, after hours of Feldman publicly you know, calling me out, telling me I'm wrong, that you know he's willing to bet his life on it, whatever, dozens of guys flood his DMs with all of the stories of how <laughs> Alex has fucked them over and all the grifts that he's ran over the past three or four years. Now Alex is out of the game. Now he's doing whatever. I don't care. So what does Feldman do? Well, he does the honorable thing. He reaches out to me via DM mm-hmm. privately, so nobody else can see.
1: <laughs>
4: and he gives me one of the most half-assed apologies I've ever seen. Where I think the only time the word "sorry" was used was "I'm sorry I got involved." <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I'm sorry you got involved too, man. Um, but you're just, you know, you're out of pocket here. And uh, I think what's what's crazy to me is that they think that I'm just saying this stuff on a whim. That like. I haven't been biting my tongue for two and a half years. Same thing with the Ali and, mm-hmm. and uh, Jake, Jake shit. Like when that stuff finally broke, people act like we were just, you know, hearing things for the first time during that time frame, and then regurgitating it on air, perhaps getting some of it wrong. Like that's just simply not the case. The high stakes community is incredibly insulated and we do a good job of protecting one another. We get this stuff circulated fast and furiously amongst the people that matter and are trustworthy. So if you didn't get information, it's because you either don't matter or you're not trustworthy. But the truth of the matter is it gets itself around so that other people don't get fucked, right? So like when I finally break silence on air, I'm not speculating in very many cases, if any at all. Right. Now, they were like harping on... So whatever. They were like harping on the fact that they said that I said Alex cheated that game. I don't believe I said that. I'll go back and rewatch. But what I was saying was that I know for a fact Alex recruited for that game.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: And I know for a fact that Lynn recruited for that game. Uh, and yeah. I know for a fact that Lynn was on Chad's bankroll.
1: I don't think you exactly said the words that Alex was cheated in the game. You did say that um, basically after the game had restarted, Alex was recruiting for it.
4: Uh, yeah, well, it was. So I did get the timeline a little bit wrong. But the point is, after I stopped playing, Alex for sure was recruiting. <laughs> Because I had a dozen pros reach out to me and say, Alex Ding, you know, got me into that game. He brought me to that game, yada, yada, yada. It was all pros and they all lost. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, we're jumping to some conclusions here. But we have a known cheat in Shane that is well-recorded as being a cheat through dozens of home games over the last dozen years. We have a known conspire in Chad who's been running these fixed home games for however fucking long. And at a bare minimum, you know, backing the entire table against a handful of people. Um, so it's like, yeah, maybe there was an implication there that that like Ding was 100% in on the no. And maybe he was, maybe he wasn't. I don't know. That part, whatever. I'm just drawing my own conclusions. But I got fucked in the game. I mean, I was in a position to get fucked in the game. Let's put it that way. So I'm, I'm, I feel fine drawing some conclusions here about people who very clearly... We're doing some bad shit to make sure that they got the best of everyone else. And to the degree at which that bad shit took place, to the degree at which everybody's guilty, I don't really fucking care, right? Like she... what? So ultimately, D-Moon said she wasn't even talking about Ding. This is days later. Three days later. I wasn't even talking about Alex Ding. It's like, wow, well, you fucking let a shitstorm roll downhill for three days before clarifying now that you weren't talking about Ding because it's very obvious you were wrong to defending if you were trying to defending. Mm -hmm. And now it just becomes a matter of like, you were just speaking out of pocket randomly about other people who were in the game. It's like, what are we talking about here? Like, what are we talking about? Your defense here is that when MJ Perkins and Blazarian audited the game, they found out that Chad backed way too many people. You're also telling me that you sold 20% to Chad and had the rest of your action, which by the way, like I don't know how much you sold to Chad, and I don't know how much of your action i ca- that you kept. I don't care, but that game was fucking huge. If you had eighty percent of yourself fucking bravo <laughs> We were playing like upwards of five hundred one k on on nights where there were like whales in the game. I mean mm-hmm. the game was fucking massive it was it was massive, and that should have been another clear indicator that I was playing in a rigged game because uh the amount of money on the books was pushing the limits of what anybody who had anything to do with the game mm-hmm. could have possibly backed. Yeah. And we knew that there were guys in the game not paying. You know, like I, I knew for a fact there was like three or four whales that seemed to have endless credit that were certainly never going to pay it off. So it's like where the fuck's the money coming from? I don't know. Anyway, um the 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 long the final point that she made before I think she buried herself completely like it was literally just screenshotting and putting this up and saying, like, is this real life? Is she doesn't listen to the pod? Uh, she <laughs> sold action to Chad. She admits that he was backing pretty much everybody in the game. And she also admits that she knows that the game was not on the up and up. But because I threw in the names of some of her friends who also played the game that may or may not been involved, I don't know and I don't care. I'm the fucking clown who's lying on air. Mm -hmm. It's like, what are we doing here? Like, here's what I know for a fact. I wasn't involved and I wasn't cheating. The rest of you are all fucking suspect as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) Especially if you sold him a piece or you were fucking on the Mm bankroll. You know what I mean? It's like the game was huge. I wonder at
1: what point it was known um, that he was putting everybody into the game. Like was, but was, was I'm starting about from her perspective. Like, was it before the audit? She claimed
4: she didn't know. Well, in the tweet, she claimed she didn't know. Oh yeah, she did say. That. Stop right. it! I yeah. fucking knew right away. Yeah. And Lynn confirmed like four or five of the people for me right away. Yeah, I remember it was that. It's just like okay, I, I mean, fine. I mean, not fine, but like, <laughs> but you they know. suck. Who cares? It's, but it's, it, it was it was it was a very poor judgment on my behalf to continue to play the game. Especially once I had that information. Uh, mm-hmm. For sure. But it was also one of those things where it's like, okay, well, I have information I'm not supposed to have. So maybe I can... I was arrogant enough to think that I could bend it in my favor. And I got lucky enough in a couple of the big spots for that to be the case. You also had no other games to play. Right. That's true, too. And and here's the thing. like, There's a good chance that when Shane wasn't in the game, that it was, quote-unquote, on the up-and-up. And I say, quote-unquote, because... You still were probably playing with like six or seven house players. Yeah, I was gonna say, and whatever their scheme was, I don't fucking know, and I don't care, but I'm certainly not gonna sit here and emphatically say they definitely didn't know about each other and they definitely weren't working together the way Danielle did. Even
1: so, like you can't even say the game's on the up and up when you have six or five house players in the game. Well, Danielle did. Well, you just can't. (laughs) She did. She said
4: that it's. She said they didn't know about each other. They don't have to know. And they weren't
1: working together. Even if they don't work together, they don't know about each other. It's just they're just. Putting the game together to get rake, so like it might not be have to do anything with the players, but it's not on the up and up from the house side.
4: Yeah, I mean, you know, a rake trap's a rake trap. That's not that big of a deal. But I I think my bigger point is that it's laughable to make that assertion. It's insane to say that this collective of people who Chad Power is the common denominator for. Don't know about one another's business, uh-huh. and don't know that they are are rece- Like nobody on earth thought Cantu was in that game on his own dime. <laughs> you know, like all you had to do was look around. Like there are there are guys who their regular game is five ten, and they're here every <laughs> single night. It's like who the fuck else is putting them in? Yeah, you know. So it's not like it was. It's not like it was a reach to realize that that Chad was the center point here. I'm certainly not going to comfortably say that if I'm playing against six people who are all playing off the same role, they don't know anything about it and they're not doing anything to collude. That's insanity. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's sheer insanity. So it's like, to the degree that everybody in that game was involved, I have no idea. Uh, the way I understand it, like, uh, you know, unfortunately for, for Hank, who, uh, you know, recently passed, they were building the game around him because you know he was a little bit destructive. He would throw a party. He would um,
1: just to like clarify what you said in a earlier tweet or on the podcast. Actually, you said that the game was. It was only it was the game against Lana and Christian, and there were other people in the game that, um, like Hank. Yeah, yeah, that had nothing to do with or. Yeah, spe- yeah seemingly. Yeah.
4: Well, yeah, probably. Like yeah. I have no, I, I don't think Hank had anything to do with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he was the one who who got me in the game. Like yeah. he was the one who invited me to the game. I think he was almost certainly on the up and up, but he was taking the worst of it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I just wanted to help you clarify that because she kind of went out and said, like, you're just... Yeah, okay. Like, you know, I didn't specifically go seat by seat and say this person was in and this person was out. Yeah, but yeah. like, you know, it was it was very clearly a... E- even, even in the sense of uh, just game building, obviously any game Lana sits in as a dealer from Talking Stick who stole a million dollars and is on the fucking lamb any game she sits in is going to be the table versus her mm-hmm. that's obvious, yeah, but it's more so to the degree at which Chad was able to to set the lineup in his favor like I got lifted for a prop player one hundred percent one hundred percent I got lifted for a prop player, and one hundred percent there was at least six other prop players playing
0: mm-hmm.
4: or five i guess oh, okay. uh so it's it's like uh you know be beyond that, I have no clue what the fuck was going on no of course it' just I hope you clarify that. Yeah, yeah no, I, I I think it's it's worthy, but um, I I think that the biggest issue I take is that the overarching point that was made in the podcast was that the game was dirty. These are the people that made it dirty, a la Chad, Shane, and whatever you know, splintered off of there. Boston Tony. Boston Tony, uh, Ding is dirty in his own right, whether it had anything to do with that game or not. Um, you know, he has all of his uh mishaps within the community, et cetera, et cetera. And those were the those were the people that were highlighted and the people that were called out. Anybody else that was mentioned that was in the game is just like, okay, they were all there and uh they they played their role as, you know, a byproduct or bystander, and it's it just is what it is kind of thing. But to drill down on like these minute details that really don't matter at all. And then nobody would have ever taken away from uh, the, the, the story as being like, well, oh, fuck, like, you know, he was running a scammed game. It's like, no, it's very clear. We outlined who was in charge of the game. And we clearly outlined who the most likely suspect was to have cheated the game. Colin and, or, or sorry, Shane and uh, Boston Tony, right? It's like, the whole thing is just about these people. And you're making it about something else. Because it rubbed you the wrong way. Mm -hmm. And now we have a three-day-long public debate where you're embarrassing yourself time and time again saying things that don't align at all with what's being talked about, right? Simply because you want to take some sort of high ground and feel better about yourself for whatever fucking role you had in all of this, which may have been none, right? Who knows? Who cares? It just doesn't matter, right? None of this... Is important to any of us after the fact but whenever you go way out of your way to vouch for the people that are being condemned the chads the the Hank, or sorry not the hanks the the dings, uh, the, dings the 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 shanes right mm-hmm. like when you're vouching for those people whether it's a hard or soft vouch by saying like oh the person calling these guys out is lying it's like what are you doing here man do <laughs> you just not want anything to get cleaned up you just want to sweep everything under the rug and you know, Lich moved to Florida and started another fucking underground game. Right. What are we doing here? This is madness. So, yeah, that was... Uh, it's been like a year.
1: That's how it happen, right?
4: Way longer. It was August of... Uh, 2020? 2020.
1: I wonder where his new game is.
4: I heard in Florida. <laughs> he's definitely got one. I, I, yeah. I don't, I don't know if it was... I don't know if it's his game or not, but I heard he's in Florida. Uh, and then I heard that Boston Tony had been setting up a bunch of private matches that like Shane was just hanging out watching, which seems shady as fuck. Interesting. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, a couple of guys from Pittsburgh who are familiar with that whole little crew, uh, which is where they all originate from. Chad's from Pittsburgh, Shane's from Pittsburgh. Tony's from it Sounds like Tony's from Boston. Nope. <laughs> nope. Or he lived in Florida from what I know. Well, yeah, he probably. So, I mean, that's what happens when you make it in the, in the scene, bro
1: Like four or five years ago You retired um, south Somebody had told me that they played a lot And um, this guy lived in Florida And um, yeah, very, very,
4: very shady Yeah, yeah, I mean like You know, money's never free, guys The money's never free If it looks like it is, you're probably getting fucked Some way, shape, or form yep. just, uh, just hope you get a piece and get the fuck out Before you get the chance to, to really get raked over the coals um. Well, that was That was fun That was not yeah. the intro I was planning on <laughs> That was a fun start <laughs> that A was caliente, little fun start Yeah, people you, were, guys,
2: you know people were here for you it
1: You guys always know that Lana bought me ca- uh, caviar Oh, yeah? Yeah Good
2: for
4: you, man
1: I know, it was a great dinner How nice We went to the Eiffel Tower She got me Ooh. some caviar wow. Beautiful lady <laughs> <laughs> How long did she get put away for? Probably nothing Nah, she Bro, that's grand larceny it's probably just a slap on the wrist She probably come, got a year and a half in probation come on i don't know what you think the ju- justice system is i, I, I truly don't know shit in, when it comes to this stuff it's a joke in like i mean she probably it's a her first charge it's probably got nothing
4: on her wrist and some probation yeah, that's wild
1: matter of fact i can
4: find out think she's doing a talking stick <laughs> <laughs> that's like the craziest part of the whole detail to me is that uh she was just like a dealer who was like you know what this is my come up. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. Yeah. I'm gonna do it. Crime of opportunity. Um all right, let's get to some of the other weekend happenings. There was a lot of poker being played. Mm-hmm. Few uh few big MTTs. Just a couple. Just a couple.
1: This shit is popping.
4: Nothing, nothing nothing too crazy. WSOP is popping off in Paradise. We were wrong. You were right, Lamana. You were Me? you were spot on. No overlays telling you man fucking hit every guarantee you don't went
2: down there for nothing
4: all the sven's came out and your... fucking droves mm-hmm.
2: of course <laughs> shelling of course. out it's there the world series of poker you get a bracelet if you win it
4: i did people hear about the bracelets show up.
2: People, people are gonna show up for that shit
4: i did hear about the bracelets yeah. uh you know the floridians they all came out <laughs> mm-hmm. they're down there mm-hmm. they started the main event yesterday i believe is that correct no, two days ago two days ago okay yeah. so today's one c
2: that's the that's the entries for one C. Tuesday 1C. is one
4: day, so okay. So what we just saw there is one C.
2: That's one C. Yeah. Okay.
4: So eleven hundred for today's flight, is that right?
2: Yeah. Is there only three flights? No, there's four. Oh,
4: four. so there's a whole another yeah. one. Yeah. Yet. yeah. Tomorrow.
2: Okay. So they had twenty, um, twenty two hundred going in. I think, um, going into day one C. Yeah. So if you see here, it's uh, yeah, they had eight hundred
4: eighty three entrants from the online flight. flight. Uh, one B got 515 live, mm-hmm. and then one A yeah. 657 live. Right, calculating to 2055. Okay. Yeah, so
2: they're they're looking. They're right around uh 3200. Okay, they in. only needed 3000, right? Right. No, 3, no,
1: they need oh yeah. five
2: thousand total. Wait, why?
1: Five K. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I was thinking thirty. Math, math.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the wrong numbers. Wrong numbers. I got Maths. you. Yep. So, uh, yeah. So. You know, and then the, the last day is usually the biggest, so they're probably going to get yeah. more than eleven uh, 1, hundred. So they might get another who knows fifteen hundred. I don't, to, know. To, to I don't know if that's
1: true in the Bahamas um, because everybody's already there, so they're already firing stuff. So like they would
4: just play day one a. Yeah, but there's maybe. still people who yeah. can like hop a flight last minute right. from Florida. Yeah, it yeah. usually it, is just it's not nothing. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm not saying it's going to be like an extra of five hundred. No, people, but the, it but, looks
2: like they are going to get maybe close to five thousand, which is nice.
4: Yeah, 25 million. 25 million. So that that, yeah. that starts to rival last year's WPT. Right. And at half the buy-in. At half the buy-in. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, speculation leads to maybe 50 million here.
2: Well, I think uh, yeah. I think that's where we're headed. Somebody said
1: they there's a lot of people are saying they would bet like over 40. Over oh, forty five.
4: I, I, I think over forty is like that's pretty comfortable. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I don't think anyone's gonna be sweating any guarantees in twenty twenty
1: three. Yeah. Yo, it's so sick that oh. like if these weren't running fucking simultaneously, what are we left with?
4: Mm-hmm.
1: If these aren't running simultaneously, I, I don't, do I don't we have think, to make a series ever? No, I don't think so. Okay, so you think that... Uh, I think the
4: overlap... I think the Venn diagram between the two places is pretty saturated. Yeah. I think the middle is pretty robust, if you will. Okay. Like, the majority of people... Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, I would think... I would th- let, let, let me rephrase. I think anyone... Who plans to come? Who, who, at any point would have planned to come to WPT Las Vegas, uh, will still come. Yeah. So I don't think that there are that many people who uh, would have otherwise come to Vegas You're saying if, it didn't, it if didn't the Bahamas people, wasn't running. It didn't pull people right.
2: away from the WPT. Right. It just created another option for people that live on the East Coast, of Florida.
1: Correct. That, that were like
4: never right. coming to Vegas. Right.
1: Well, is that true though? If,
4: like, I think so.
1: I think, yeah, I would say a lot that, of Europeans I, probably. Well, I, to come I think and to and that then,
4: point, uh, I think it might actually help the WPT because the Euros will already be in the Bahamas, so now they just take a flight to Vegas.
2: Mm, maybe, yeah. Instead of going to Prague, where, yeah. yeah,
4: where they like probably just had no intentions of making a single trip for a single event. So
2: what I was thinking, uh,
1: Bahamas might be so big for Euros and stuff because like tax situations. That's like, true. There's a lot of people that don't want to come to the states because they get fucking twenty five. Canadians get like
4: canadian specifically get uh fucked. yeah but th- that's the thing is like there's a handful of of i mean like the biggest the biggest european countries that i think have <laughs> representation here don't pay taxes i think like england mm-hmm, uh yeah. like so basically anybody from the uk doesn't have to worry about the tax situation yeah and that's probably going to be the majority of european players that come to the states and play anyway Um, But you're not wrong like there is there is an element that they have to consider specifically Canadians because we withhold the Canadians is bad. It's like 25% withheld. I think it's 30. 30, Yeah, it might be 30. Yeah, it's Um, like damn and I think maybe uh, it might be similar situation with Norway. I, I can't remember, but I feel like Espen had an issue
1: I don't know if it's Norway, but there's another... There's I
4: feel like Aspen had an issue getting his money.
1: Okay, there's a, um, there's a South American country for sure that has like yeah, 30%. Yeah. They, like they I think exist. it's
4: like Venezuel- yeah. Venezuela. <laughs> I don't know. Fuck, they're probably taxing like 90%. They're just trying, <laughs> they're just trying to stay afloat. You know? They're like, go off. <laughs> go off into the rest of the world and please bring us back some scraps. Right. And our money's in the streets. Literally. <laughs> Literally. Burning. <laughs> yeah. I heard they converted everything to XRP. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I got a text the other day that says XRP. It's on. It's way. Bro, the I've case, been hearing this since like
4: 2014. The case, the court case, is coming to an end. I got so fucking. This is so insane. Uh, when crypto first popped off, I, I guess for me it would have been like 2015. Um, I had a friend who was like kind of heavy into it. He's just like, just buy a bunch of shit coins and like, just hold them for a period of time and see what happens. So I bought a bunch of shit coins. I bought like Monero and uh, obviously at the time ETH was, was an alt or it still is an alt, but, uh, it was, it was in the shit coin bucket. I bought, uh, I still have like some Litecoin and some, like just a bunch of trash Mm -hmm. and I bought a bunch of XRP. It was super cheap. I think it was like, I don't know, 20 cents or something like that. Uh And I think I bought. Uh, I want to say I had. I want to say I had like a hundred coins of XRP. Maybe. Doesn't sound like
2: that. So no, 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 sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> 20, uh, Twenty
4: bucks worth. $20 no, no, worth? sorry, sorry, sorry. Maybe maybe ten thousand coins. I, I sold it for like. I think I sold it for like eighty k. That's sick. Uh. So yeah whatever that works out to be, I basically I had a lot of XRP. Mm-hmm. I bought a ton of XRP at like twenty cents, yeah, and uh somewhere in like 2016, it went on this like massive it up run. to like three
2: dollars or something It
4: peaked at like two fifty five or something yeah. like that yeah and I sold just under peak oh, wow. because uh, at that point Dan had like started to get into mm-hmm. crypto a little bit, and he's like, this thing is so fucking dead, yeah, like it has no shot in hell. They thought that they were going to be able to anchor it to banks. Uh, but it looks like, you know, that, that just isn't going to be functional. He's like, you hit the lottery, just get rid of it. (laughs) And I remember I was playing in Ivy's room. Um, I was playing in Ivy's room at the time and Dr. Sean and I were, we like fucked around with a bunch of shit coins. I was
2: going to say it's 61 cents right now.
4: Yeah. Well, it was so like, I think 2016 was right around the time where they basically said that they were just going to like print it infinitely. So like every quarter new coins were going to be released which makes it pretty hard for it to ever uh, hit a high ceiling because the market or, or the, the, the supply uh, just continually goes up. Um, but whatever it was, I remember Dr. Sean and I, we were like sweating it and it continued to go up. He's like, I'm going to hold it to $4. I was like, yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. And then it hit like two fifty six and started to retrace. And I was like, eh, I'm good. <laughs> it? Looks like a- it, it peaked just under $2. So like
2: one ninety six. What's it? What's it's really? low? Yeah. No, $3.02. Yeah, what's that?
1: Yeah 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 so we have a neighbor that's been buying this shit for the better part of three years now xrp he has about a half a million <laughs> in xrp coin. that's that's a shame <laughs> and he has I this mean, guy that in new york that keeps telling him that once this it's out the court case he'll be rich
4: yeah
3: i mean that's what it's done in a year seems not bad everything went up
2: this year though well not, yeah. no that's not true not everything but like
4: you're also uh, very zoomed in on the graph, so it's like yeah, that's one year. No, I know, but I'm saying that it it uh, all
2: time, yeah,
4: yeah, right. So it it moved. You but can
2: see, look how like it it would like that when it just peaked like that. Berkey's just like sell, and yeah, then it like, right back down. I was like, right, God, how how fucking good do you run? Well, look at that tiny little sliver. He's like, I just sell <laughs> <starts laughs> <like> right <laughs> <at> there, <top.
0: laughs>
2: fucking well, guy. Well, part
4: of it was, I think that was when they announced that they were going to be uh, releasing new coins every quarter. Mm-hmm. And I'm no finance guy, but that seemed like a re- inflation. Yeah, that seemed like a recipe to not keep it at three bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got the fuck out, and I, I feel better for it. Yeah. Um, anyways. Anyways, <laughs> uh, moving into well, actually, before we move into the, the let's let's talk a little bit about this Phil Hellmuth uh, grand entrance to the main event. Mm. What yeah. Poseidon? Uh, Poseidon's in the building. All right, I respect the Poseidon for what it's worth. At least <laughs> yeah. it's thematic. Yeah. Uh, what do What do you guys think? I just saw the shark with the software. Why? sticker nice job guys uh what do you what do you guys think of old uh Merman.
2: I mean, I showed I here. showed that picture to Michelle, and she said, "I'll never be able to watch The Little Mermaid again." Yeah, <laughs> I did it.
4: I mean, uh, Guapo, do you have do you have Hunt's tweet by the by chance? Uh, oh, I can find it. Yeah, if you find it, that'd so be great. it's
1: kind of like a thing. Like, who gives a fuck, man? If the guy wants to spend 15 k to do an entrance every year at W S O P. Well, I think
4: the complaint that like Ike and others have is that it's incredibly disruptive to the people who are playing. Uh, and I thought Efro made a, a valid point when he was like. You know it's one thing for Helmuth and Jungle and others to like have antics that make them the the are. person that they are and it's another thing for Randall Emmett to come marching through the Amazon room with a marching band uh, for five minutes, leaving me with a splitting headache for the rest of the day.
1: Well, that that that's a completely different. Mm-hmm. What Randall did was absurd.
4: Fucking based hunt right here. It's <laughs> <is> so good.
1: <laughs>
0: it's just so good.
4: It's so good because it's so true. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think that that complaint is reasonably valid, right? Uh, so I guess like from that standpoint, do you think it's so disruptive that if you had paid five or ten thousand for an event that You know, you'd be bothered by this
1: I think that I am not bothered when somebody like Phil Or Jungle does it Mm -hmm. Because, you know That's That's just them They're kind of like originators of it But Randall They're very big in the community (laughs) Like they have huge names Whatever Sure, it's great for TV It's good for a couple Twitter and shit like that But Randall Emmett (laughs) go play pickleball or yeah. something like yeah. no absolutely not like it's just
4: okay.
2: that that's too much
4: okay that's I, like,
2: the you problem do- is like everybody can't do it so it's like it's true help kind of earned the right to do it he's, he's the originator of doing it so yeah, it's kind of like, kinda like we, we've kind of just like you know i i've played in uh you know main events where, uh, where the day he came in and you know caused this whole thing and mm-hmm. i just laughed i thought it was funny i'm just like this is little little over the top, but that's what he does. And I wasn't that bothered by it. Maybe I wasn't in the middle of a very, very big decision. And if I was, I would might have a different perspective. But yeah. um yeah, I mean it's not like it's like goes on for, you know, an hour. It's like right. it's like it's like a ten minute thing and then it's done. It's like
4: Yeah. Know. I get both sides of this yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh I thought I thought Todd uh had a, a pretty funny take on this where he said, for those of you who are getting upset about like how me disrupting the tournament clearly none of you have made a final table with a brazilian
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: and half of his country mates soccer chanting for right. the better part of eight hours in yeah. your ear try making a decision under that stress
3: yeah that's good it's like for poker though
4: right so like that's the give and take right that's really the discussion here um because in my opinion I, I echo daniel's sentiments way more than jungles
0: wait, wait, <laughs> oh, sorry way,
4: my apologies way more than ike's okay okay
1: yeah so mm-hmm.
4: ike was like basically saying uh, if I'm in the minority I'll shut up but uh you know it really feels like these are getting quite tired and it's insane that uh, you know the 100k paused and everybody in the main event had to endure this like wild spectacle leaving with leaving me with a headache 40 minutes later um it's like yeah I get that you' you're right you're the customer you're entitled to peace and quiet while you play you're entitled to a certain playing atmosphere yada 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 um, but bigger picture, like I think Daniel's tweet is uh more on point for how both Ike and the rest of us all benefit from Helmuth existing. Right? Like the game is just so much better because of Phil Helmuth. Yeah. Right? For sure. And and I don't even mean that tongue in cheek. I, I mean literally like the absurdity and personal humiliation he's willing to put himself through for the betterment of the game (laughs) should be applauded, not really condemned. He's the magic man. He is the magic man.
1: (laughs) To be fair, there was a lot of things saying like, hey, I don't hate this, but do it on a break.
4: Yeah, but then... Do it it, coming back from a break. It doesn't get any... Any play right. uh, on a break. Right. He wants I, everybody to look, he stop want, yeah, and he, look at him. He's and, the spectacle. Right. Yeah. I,
2: I, I understand what he's what saying.
1: Look, I
4: understand this. looking for a compromise, but like, just don't do it if you're going to do it on a break. I mean, if he's
2: doing it on a break, how weird would that be if he just walked into like a very a just all-empty room? right? <laughs> I mean, just, do it, just do it the first five minutes after a break or something like that. You
1: know? I don't
4: think it's a timing thing. I think that they could just... He could do it without...
3: So much noise?
4: Yes. Yeah. So I, mean, I, I think that's what it basically boils down to. I don't know what the acoustics were like here. I don't know mm-hmm. what when it
3: sounds like. It was pretty loud.
4: Yeah. I don't know what kind of noise Poseidon really needs to, to enter a building. Raw
3: Poseidon!
4: <laughs> but, like, yeah, maybe just, like, I don't know. Don't give him a mic. Like, if, if that's where we have to mm-hmm. make the compromise, like, okay, yeah. fine. I
1: just think, like, if we do it, like, the first five minutes coming back from a break, nobody's really in a real t- tough spot. Like, feelings are good. Like, no whatever. mic,
2: no cymbals.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I think that's very reasonable. Yeah. I think I think that's truly reasonable. Right. Um yeah, cuz like I, I again I look around at my generation like we're not going to do this, man. We're not going to pick up this slack moving forward.
3: Yeah. What and you mean, we, well, because you look, if you look at if you look you, at the nah. uh, the poker think, pros that we have now, everyone is so stoic and everyone yeah, is you like think very Sven, just you in think the game. Out like, there, these guys, guys up, aren't like, going to come side? in with a parade. Like no. it's just different. right?
4: Right. right. And also like we'll just never get that Carl's Jr. money. Right? So, like, Carl's- I'm sorry, oh. but...
3: I forgot you said
1: Carl's Jr. commercial. Oh yeah, God. Carl's Jr. retail. Like, you know, oh, I'm right. not
4: going to attack a roast beef sandwich on fucking air because I- I'm not going to get that check. I have a little mm-hmm. bit of... Uh, I'd like to maintain some couth. If you got you the know, check, you nope, would not do it. Not me. Carl's Junior
1: reaches out. You know, we can get something well, popping. I get a roast me. Oh, <laughs> I love a big
4: Carl. I crush a big Carl.
1: I have never been to Carl's in my life. They're oh. not
4: reaching out. You're not getting that bank. It god ends it. at Helmuth And that's in the morning, my point.
2: Two in the morning after you've been <sighs> drinking all day.
4: Oh. Oh, that brisket, man. baby. I have it's literally. So that's good. no tortoise brisket, but oh my god. Look at that. Oh my <laughs> god.
1: Did he what even like that? I don't know if he even
4: really bite that. burger.
1: I really don't think he even bit that. I think it was like already cut out and he just put his face into it.
4: Yeah, it could be true.
1: Could be true. I think it was huge.
4: Yeah, I, I think I think if we could just reduce or remove the the audio aspect of his entrance entry and yeah. uh, en- entrances um <laughs> I, I think then that may be where we find the happy medium of all of this. I don't think
2: anybody, I think I think there'd be Way less complaints if there was no yeah. noise. Ifros, that, yeah. mainly what they're complaining about is the noise. It's not him dressing up.
1: this. it's the disruption.
4: It's the disruption as a right. whole. To but, piggyback but that, off of that, EFRO
1: right. says, "I really appreciate it like Helmut, but I also got a really bad headache. I know other people who suffer from PTSD and mm-hmm. similar making right. extremely loud noises where they are, aren't appropriate isn't good.
2: Right, and that's Which what I'm I saying. I agree with. Yeah, right. That the, the noise is is the is the problem. I
4: do think though that like Todd's uh, tweet shouldn't get necessarily overlooked because it is an element of poker that's kind of i think it's an element that's kind of missing and also one that like very much toes the line of what is and is not appropriate in a poker venue right like i talk about this story all the time my first WSOP final table was 2011 <laughs> with uh midi who is hit the hole online mm-hmm. uh and his rail, it was 1 o'clock in the morning when we finally made the final table. It was a $2,500 event. Eight of us left. His rail, uh, we, we were on one of the sides. So like you were there. Uh, no, th- he wasn't. Brian was there. No, I no, mean, no, 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 no. Mentally, he wasn't there exactly. anymore. Yeah, he just checked the fuck out.
1: Physically, like you saw him, but he wasn't there. Bro was yeah. dead
4: behind the eyes for sure, yeah. but he was a noisemaker.
1: Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it came, so, came to party. So, yeah, like, Mitty was in the three, I was in the seven. We were right across from each other, and our rails were directly behind us. I mean, Mitty's rail could have touched him, and, and you guys were, were <laughs> right behind me. They were doing shoe bombs. Uh, the Brits fucking get after it, man. They're mm-hmm. soccer chanting for out. I busted it, like, 3 a.m. in 6th, and the tournament rolled on. I think they finally <laughs> bagged it, like, four, five-handed, yeah. and finished it out the next day. But the point being is, for me, that was one of – the best memories I'll ever have of poker from now until the end of days because it really did create a sports like atmosphere. And I understand that this is my personal uh, preference and take on these things, but like I greatly enjoyed that, you know. Mm-hmm. It, but I also recognize how ridiculous it was. We mm-hmm. literally couldn't hear the dealer, right? Right. We it, it actually became a, a, a visual game because it was so loud. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how many decibels. We could possibly have gotten it to with a couple dozen people who were blacked out drunk screaming at the top of their <laughs> lungs. But it was for sure loud enough where people next to me were making bets and I could not hear the size that they were choosing. We, we just had to go by the number of chips. So I, I acknowledge the problems with that type of atmosphere. But I also think it's worth pointing out like the way it changes the presentation of poker to the masses. Mm-hmm. If we were able to televise that, if somehow, uh, people watching at home were able to kind of feel as they were a part of that sort of atmosphere, I think it really skews the narrative of what poker is yeah. differently to the, to the viewing audience. Cause right now it's much closer to chess. It's a, it's a yeah. nerdy,
2: it was kind of like in game. this situation, uh, Helmuth is Happy
4: Gilmore and
2: Ike is Shooter McGavin
4: yeah yeah (laughs) that's that's a great great analogy yeah
2: so it's just like which one you want to be
4: (laughs) yeah and and I mean to be fair like you know it's difficult to to carve out a space for a Happy Gilmore in in something like golf But
2: maybe maybe you know maybe that's what golf needs
4: Maybe, maybe maybe that's what poker. Maybe needs. Maybe it is what poker needs. Right. Generally, that stuff tends to be a flash in the pan, and you regress mm-hmm. back to the tradition, though, right? And I, I do think poker is always going to be a quiet game. Yeah, I don't think it's a spectator. And, and sport. I think
2: maybe it's it depends on the event too. Is it like, golf's it's...
1: biggest like event
2: a uh,
1: complete
3: shit show? Oh yeah,
2: the one in Scottsdale. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. for like, um, is yeah,
3: that there's, there's, a, for, like, there's the... a par three where it's like you're encouraged to like yell while the guys. It's not their ready.
4: biggest event. I mean, it it's it's like, might be their most popular event. Yeah, that right. It means nothing to right, the major. Right. It's
2: like it's just a giant party where yeah. it's just like. Well, yeah, that's what Liv
4: is trying going. to do now. Yeah. They mm-hmm.
2: had some
1: huge like type party. Uh, Liv, Liv was
4: doing some shit where like they they were doing like um, tailgates and uh, concerts and all this other stuff for like their tours. Yeah. But it's different because those guys are already paid. Mm-hmm. So they're not competing for purses. Right. So much. Right. Mm-hmm. Like they just got the bank. Like they basically signed contracts like athletes. Yeah. And it's like yeah at that point like heckle mm-hmm. me who gives a shit. Right. Uh, you know.
1: Something weird and I just this is completely kind of off topic but it seems like John Ram just left PGA for live. But he I did. thought that they were bought by one another. Like I thought uh, they're
4: they're in a partnership now.
1: Yeah, that's weird. I, I don't understand how he can jump ship if they were a partnership now.
4: Well, I I think they still Have. I think they coexist separately, but okay. they're they're within a partnership. So um
1: like for the majors and stuff. Like I, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I
4: don't know exactly the, the entire framework of, of PGA and, and, and stuff like that.
1: <laughs> Lee Jones. <laughs> Shout out to Lee Jones. Here's ten dollars so Matt can retain some cooth and not have to take the Carl's money. I'm so proud of you.
4: <laughs> I'm so proud There's of you couth. For, for saying cooth and like just not butchering that word. I thought for sure you were gonna look at it and say that's a foreign word. I'm just gonna make something up.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well honestly, if you didn't just, didn't just say, it, say yeah, one hundred percent. I've been
4: cough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get
1: it. Hey Lee, you misspelled that.
3: <laughs> uh, That's funny. I was thinking the same thing about um Todd's last name. You said it was Wittellis, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was saying it completely wrong. Oh, right. I
4: only got it right because I've mispronounced it a Whittles. million times. Did we say Whittles times. or I've something? Said Whittles. Whittles. I've said I, I said Wittles.
3: I yeah. said <laughs> I said Yeah. Mean, it, it
4: it looks like Whitellis, yeah. and yeah. then you realize like you don't want to just like dunk on somebody right. on accident. I'm cool with Whitless. Uh, yeah, it's, wit- <laughs> it's, it's Wittellis. Um, all right. Well, I guess that carries us into WPT, uh, and they've had. Quite the weekend.
3: Yeah. Monster. Uh, Yeah.
4: I missed it. Man, I got to tell you, after yesterday, I'm fucking in the muck.
3: Oh, (laughs) Oh, no.
4: I'm in the muck, man. I would have rather been in this goddamn 10,000-person field than suffering through... Largest?
1: 1.386 million dollars for first place. That's
4: only 13%.
2: That's a fucking surd, dude.
4: For a thousand-dollar buy-in. For a thousand-dollar buy-in.
2: It's funny that that's it's bigger than 1300 buy-ins it's almost
4: double last year
2: because like it's bigger than the millionaire maker ever was because they they would like they would do it where they skew it where they pay two places (laughs) a million dollars like first and second i mean like i mean we don't need to get
4: on those payouts again but
2: right right but that's the reason why this is the biggest but yeah still very very impressive
4: it's, it's insane. So they got uh, over 10,000 runners, over 10 million in the prize pool, 1.3 million to first for a fucking 1K. My, like,
2: my 1100's in there.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so So's Guapos.
1: So's Guapos. Yeah. So How
4: many did you play, Conrad? A couple. <laughs> Only a couple? A
2: couple. Wait, he said a couple? That's like, I don't know, Max. I mean,
1: this has to be Max Bird. I just want to die, man. <laughs> I don't know what you want from
4: me. This has to be one of those ones uh, that you what, just What do you max.
1: want from me, man? I show up, I lose,
2: I go home, I do it again. This is... They That's had. The hamster wheel. They literally had tables in every room possible. They, they
1: opened could, up a ballroom upstairs. Yes,
2: yeah, they were opening up side rooms to to and they so put the side in. rooms. By the way, yeah. shout out <laughs> to Win,
1: shout out to WPT mm-hmm. that they saw this thing ha- getting huge and immediately was like, okay, let's open up another ballroom. Right.
4: Yeah. And I was about to ask what, what was your experience overall with uh, them handling the crowds? Like, how were the dealers? How was uh, how were the breaks for, for the listen, for listen. the three
2: hours I was in the tournament? It was great. Listen, yeah, three two hours I was in the tournament. It was great. It's right, so a tortoise's
4: is, opinion. doesn't matter. Go on.
2: <laughs>
1: there is nothing the win mm. in WPT do not do correct. From the dealers to the late reds to everything. It's just,
2: it goes seamlessly.
1: Mm. How, was,
4: how was late red handled? Like, was it a long wait? Not Never at all. Never really.
2: I, I didn't Never. wait at all. I literally went and I, and I got there Saturday at like, um, maybe 1230. Tournament started at 11. Uh, there was barely a line for the, for the, uh, the registration, and then I walked. I had to go back to the poker room. So I walked over the poker room. They gave me my chips, and I sat down. There were seats. Yeah. So it was nice. just like they had different rooms, and, and so people. Yeah, yeah. Some people were going late. reg here. Some people were going late. Ridge there. And I think the way they spread it out like that didn't cause a you know a huge line for right. waiting.
1: From what I've seen, like the max ultimates was maybe a hundred 150
4: mm-hmm. like just waiting what what and did that equate to time was if you had to guess probably 20 30 minutes M- yeah.
2: Nothing crazy Mine said alternate number like 109 <laughs> and i got a seat immediately yeah
1: okay. uh, so
4: i um, if you were an alternate waiting how did they handle that like
1: WSOP, you stand in a line no you can just hang out and they call um numbers okay so there's mm-hmm.
4: like and that's in the ballroom 190 and below mm-hmm.
1: um it depends on where you were so like one of my buy-ins i was out in the poker room Mm. And in front of it, or whatever, and they just do it at that podium, right? right there So basically, yeah.
4: like wherever they're seating alternates, that's where they were seating different announcing. places. Yes. So when oh, I got my I see, ticket, I see,
2: I see. they told me, like, they told the person in front of me, uh, "You're in the ballroom," and yeah. they told me, "You're in the poker room." Yeah, I, see, I, I see, think I everybody, everybody okay. has
1: their alternate own like space, right? Mm-hmm. right so right. it's not like you know it's completely jam packed, right? But like I said, everything that happens at the win in WPT, it's it goes seamlessly. It, it yeah, seems, it really does. It's so smooth. Well, everything is so comfortable. Uh, you get stormtroopers dancing at breaks. It's, it's,
2: breaks? on breaks. <laughs> they were doing it on the break. They weren't doing it in the middle of someone yeah, was trying they're, to. they're nameless
4: and faceless. Helmuth <laughs> wants uh he wants to be recognized. Okay, so I mean like, you know, it seems as though everybody uh obviously agrees as far as their wallets are concerned, since they're, you know, putting out record number of fields. Yeah. Um, which again, like to to take it one step further, this is this is especially impressive because we think of the WSOP as kind of one of a one of a kind like it's so unique in the sense that it can handle 20,000 30,000 type You've fields. You never see numbers like this outside the WSP. It is
2: it's insane
3: and it's great. It's great to see. Yeah,
4: I, I love this winter yeah. wonderland. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you do,
3: Connie. How do I all these people have it. money right now? Everything is so goddamn you, expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious like everything is so expensive like how are we breaking all of these like record numbers like the inflation is like nuts you can't buy cars you can't buy houses right but people have money to go play a thousand dollar tournament yes, yes because
2: because that's how it works when a, when $1,100 is now not $1,100 anymore yeah it, oh. you, you can play to it right when it's the equivalent of uh, I don't know 500 well, listen if you want me to not really not blow bad, your mind but yeah. now
3: how are lap dances still $20 <laughs> <laughs> since, since I've been 18 Shout years old Whoa, the mama seats like how is inflation that's not, just not no 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 that's club? that's just the
4: first dance that's the entry-level dance there are right. layers to this shit my g Okay. Yeah. you know okay. You, you go in there you get you get 90 seconds for 20 bucks and then if you want to touch a titty that's going to be oh, 30 does, oh, <laughs> and you know maybe they're going to take you back to the vip room that's not very vip the champagne room gotcha. no no the champagne room that's 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 gold that, tier s tier yeah there's yeah, no sex you know, in the champagne room No sex. chris rock yeah Said it first
2: No in the champagne room No six in the champagne really room We Cook <laughs> Cornbread Ain't nothing wrong with
4: that Oh man So good God we had such a good childhood Yeah we did I feel bad for these kids these days I know um, okay, so breaking record numbers in the prime. I unfortunately did not get a bullet in there. I wish I had. Uh, Landon, still in the field, still in the mix. Shout out to Nikki Limo. Boom. She's also out there. Go, Nikki. Yeah. Go, Landon. Done. She was letting you boys know uh, what she would have done in With your situation. With uh, 15 big blind stretch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, we, we, we found Guapo a bit in the muck. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even know that Guapo was in the muck, to yeah. be honest.
2: I thought I, I thought I played it okay. I think I, all three I of think he was were... in the muck just the fact that he was in an MTT.
4: Yeah. yeah that might be true. <laughs> <laughs> from, from what I understand, everybody was in the muck uh, that had played the event. Yeah. And that was the overarching thought of the muck, mm. is uh, being a part of a 10,000-person field. Right. So um, I guess, why don't, why, don't you guys, why don't you guys give us a little insight as to what it's like navigating these fields and uh, why you question what a good play is. Oh,
1: Navigating the fields, you flop a set, you get all the money in, and they have a bigger set. Mm. That's that's navigation that you find us for three hundred big blinds.
4: Don't you think you should have beautiful navigation? Don't you think you should have slowed down somewhere? You know, maybe uh, try to survive on my way
1: to the bridge. (laughs) Yeah, that's where I should have slowed down on my way to the bridge to jump off.
4: Maybe maybe try to survive. It's all about survival, (laughs) Conrad. You know, Mm. do I have
1: anything to throw at you? (laughs) Anything? (laughs) I'm just.
4: I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm just playing devil's advocate here, Conrad, a little bit. You know, like uh, you're you're in an MTT, winning chips not as important as saving chips. Maybe, maybe if we're a set over set, we uh, we take it easy. No. What what happened?
1: What happened, big guy? Somebody called nine one one because I'm about to commit a murder.
4: (laughs) Sounds like a level one bust to me.
1: Mm. Oh no, it wasn't, and that's the issue here. Oh wow. This was a deep bus. It was right
4: like dinner, basically. How did you guys mm. both have 150 big blinds on dinner?
1: Yeah, I know. It was straight wait, fucking you, people. Now no. I
4: actually think maybe you should have slowed down. Wait, no, let's, let's no, hear no.
2: the hand. Let's hear the hand.
1: Um, open 2k with tens. Oh shit! 1k. Um,
3: wait after dinner break?
1: No, it's right before dinner break. Okay, I
3: was going to say um, you have 150k in front of you. I have
1: 180k in front of That's me. That's a lot. Um. The cutoff off Or low jack makes it 8k So we know he has a very very good hand He's uh-huh. just trying to put all the money in mm-hmm. And I'm like oh my god my pee is hard And then you
4: fold What? And then you fold Call we Move on to the next hand
1: Call Flop 10-8-4-2 diamonds <laughs> You have the nuts Thanks uh-huh. Check Yep 9k Okay Call Oh okay You yeah, know You don't have to do anything crazy well, here two diamonds I might I stick a little raise. I mean there. sometimes I will but here I just felt like it was just we can get a, we're going to get a big bet on the turn no matter what.
4: Okay. Turn. Check raising turn though looks really strong though.
1: No? Yeah, but I felt like the the bet was going to be so big that it didn't even matter. So big. I mean, there's already 16 uh, duh, 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 there's already 36k in the pot.
4: Yeah, but you guys got like 140 behind. Or 34k. What? You 36. guys got like 140. You're like 6 SPR.
1: Yeah, but when you just pots on turn, I can just rip. Or oh. check raise rip. Strong.
4: But okay, go on.
1: But yeah, but I know he has a strong hand and he, like he's not folding aces here. Uh huh. So anyway. Turn ace. No. <laughs> uh, turn ace out. We had a different hand. Turn jack.
4: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Check.
2: Mm hmm. Pot. Jam. Mm, the queen nine got there.
1: I caught Fucking jacks. My life. <sighs> it, it was painful. Stupid shit. Yeah. Stupid MTT shit. But you yeah. know, what are we going to do?
4: Yeah, I think if jacks are in range, uh, I especially like check raising flop more.
1: I honestly didn't. I thought it was going to be better than jacks for what it's worth. Yeah. By the size. But even queens. I thought it was like, honestly, I really thought he was just trying to cool me off and thinking I have like a really good hand or hoping I have really good, like aces or kings.
3: I mean, I guess
4: like my point is, is like, if you, if you think he's so concentrated, the overpairs and queens and jacks are part of that at all. There's are so many bad turns where he has to play pot control because unlike you, he's not trying to play a 300 big blind pot yeah. with one pair. Yeah. Um, like, I don't, uh, know, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I would like,
1: could, I just want to go back and just remind you, I didn't have one pair. No, no, I
4: know. But <laughs> I, I get that. I'm just saying like maybe, you know, your face kind of presents as one who would play a 300 big blind pot. With. Basically, your assumption was that he was going to pot the turn with one pair, and I guess I'm kind of in – indicating that like i don't necessarily no, believe that's be true.
1: this specific human was betting pot on turn with aces kings and
4: queens probably oh, yeah
1: so okay. whatever yeah um but yeah it got, doesn't matter the results are
4: obviously the exact same right. I, i'm just you know i'm trying to ease you out of the muck you know perhaps uh maybe we put a little small check raising on the flop I'll we get to represent diamonds all the time you know, you know maybe a diamond uh, listen, comes on the turn and he slows down i don't down. hate Check raise and flop. And honestly, I would check raise
1: flop probably like 78% of the time. Yeah. Okay. And just this time, I was just like, I'm not check raising here because bro, he's gonna barrel off. Bro rolled low. And mm-hmm. and this is what happened.
4: Yeah. How do you get out of bed the next day? What? How do you get out of bed the next day? You don't go to bed. <laughs> it's I'm easy. sorry. Well okay. How do you how do you make your way up to the registration line to do it all over again? <laughs>
1: you high five the cashier and say, I don't want to play again.
4: Hmm. <laughs> I want to play again <laughs> very insightful stuff mm-hmm.
3: the toughest part of the tournament for me is always the walk to the car because you start questioning like well because you just plays died that you made and certain like...
4: plays are the one that killed you god yeah. i laugh. nobody the is like the that. Car. i
3: always think about what if or like you start mm. thinking about that 1.2 or 1.4 and i'm like man
4: yeah. yeah i don't think anybody's ever busted a tournament and was just like really happy with that hand I'm just, I'm totally happy with how that played I, out.
3: Well, not, <laughs> I mean, you,
1: how, not the fact that I lost it, but I was, I was fine with how I played every
4: it. Every once in a while, like, there's a hand that it was just unavoidable. You know, you get kings versus aces, you get set over set, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones where, like, you just go to bed. Uh, but every other bust out hand for somebody who doesn't regularly play tournaments, you end up like Guapo.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you it's don't tough. play tournaments, it hurts.
4: Guapo literally described his bust out hand as, quote, unquote, a little thin.
3: <laughs> when did I say a little thin you In definitely said a
1: little
2: thin mm, you did say that you said, I, one, I, you said I
4: went a little thin against an OMC Yeah, rejam nines versus his under the gun open with 15 big ones mm-hmm. yeah, that was thin. So, and
3: I would and and I against an OMC what? under the gun open you don't think that's no I would have licked his face gave him no. a high
4: five and kissed him on the cheek right, you do some weird <laughs> you do some weird shit at the table man
3: I There's just, like no up,
4: Conrad. Like, he's always oh, yeah. licking people and high fiving them. Yeah, and like, yeah, I mean, cool. this is what he's got to do. Uh, I, think, <laughs> I say
1: thank you.
2: I think, I think you're like, if you want to say like, the, this is like the in the muck is not is kind of not recognizing the difference between like a tournament OMC and a um, cash game a cash OMC. Game. Cash game OMC is just gonna sit there and not play any hands and do nothing. But like the the tournament OMC has played enough tournaments to understand that he has to play hands or he will just blind out like and then be out. Okay. So it's like it's they 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 will bluff. They will do certain things. They will, you know, now well, just to poorly, a less of degree, more importantly, they'll open eights right. and ace queen Right, exactly, exactly. They'll open eights so and open sevens. Ace-queen. Right, you know. Right, exactly. And sometimes King-queen. deuces,
4: because like mm-hmm. even though they're omcs, <laughs> they don't know that like as you get shallower, small pairs mm-hmm. suck.
2: Right. They just got a pair. So like yeah, when you have nines and and you have fifteen big blinds facing an open from literally anyone. It's just yeah,
4: I think, I think legitimately, I'd rather have an OMC open when I'm re-jamming nines. Yeah, because they, they might get, fold
3: tens or jacks, right? No, 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 no. But no they're going to fold like ace jack on. and ace exactly. exactly. queen. They're going to they're gonna they fold the flipping hands
2: sometimes. <laughs> Probably not, but... No, yes, they will. Probably not. Grow but. up. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely will. No, they won't. Stop arguing.
4: No, they won't. No, they Wait, what did you say? You don't
2: know this. You don't play tournaments.
1: Hold on. Did
4: you
2: just say somebody's folding tens?
4: He said old man coffees are going to fold tens for 15 big blinds what closing the action nonetheless okay, you, after they've already committed however many big blinds guapo
3: yes sir
1: um you're there's retired a, there's a couple of groups that meet around town <laughs> uh, <laughs> am, I, I, think am it's, I being invited i think it's every day at two o'clock and i think it'd be great for you to show up man yeah, i'll be there
4: <laughs> the intervention is necessary
3: no but yeah. you'd
4: rather have the omc because like he's not going to correctly call off with ace jack suited right yeah or you know uh, you lose the fact that he probably also mm-hmm. won't correctly call off with eights, which is kind of like, eh. kinda, yeah, that's you true know, too. Like, eh. maybe now you can like, like, honestly, against them, you might I be able know. to get a little Eight, bit yeah. more exploitative.
2: he probably calls, but like,
4: you might be able to get a little bit more exploitative and, and like start jamming all pairs. Mm-hmm. Where from that, well, you can't do that because you still have people to act behind.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you're still fucked behind you.
4: Yeah, yeah. So you're just kind of restricted your hand, but like. You know, it's one of those things where you bust there in a flip, and you're just like, "Ah, oh, was that necessary?" Mm-hmm. You know, he's tight. Yeah, I didn't I have to reach up on him. Well, you shouldn't question it. You should
1: run back to the rebuy line, and give him another 1100. Yeah. I think this fire is again. the
4: problem with live MTTs. Is um, maybe "problem" isn't the right word to use, but this is the the mindfuck of live MTTs. If you're playing online and you do this, you don't care. You just fire up another one. You're going to play. You know, thousands of games this year Mm -hmm. and you're going to bust a bunch of them in flips and you're just going to live with that but when you're playing live it's such a time sink and you're so committed to the the, run
2: yeah you drove down you're there you're playing one tournament and then you bust and then you're just like what do I do now it's it's really difficult
4: for people who do this maybe outside of Conrad uh, who do this (laughs) for a living to kind of compartmentalize that you're going to waste a lot of time just to flip yeah. in a spot, yeah. die, and then have to do it all over again in order to recoup the hourly for all that time wasted. And yeah. let's not forget about the time you have to wait online. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. So and I think totally. <laughs> specifically
3: because this tournament is such a lotto in that it's such a small amount to invest for life-changing money that these tend to hurt a little bit more.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, It's like the main event for anybody, really. It doesn't matter to the degree at which you've made it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the main event will just always... Represent this opportunity to either add a bunch more money to your stockpile, or to go from zero to hero overnight. Yeah, and busting that event will forever hurt. It's just impossible for it not to, because it dashes a dream, at least for 364 Mm -hmm. more days. As
2: long as you have one chip left in that event, the dream is alive. Yeah, yeah, it's alive. Crazy shit just happens. As soon as it gets pushed to the other person, you're like, all lost. Yeah, hope is lost.
3: Who oh, biz lost? But then there's always
2: another event, so you got to muster it up, pony it up, get over there to the registration line. I just play another don't,
4: event. man. I that 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 is truly the in the mark part to me, because like I don't know how. I don't know how you can do it. What it's do you a, mean? It's a
2: volume-based game, Matt.
4: I struggle with it in cash, but
2: you know, like the
1: numbers, you know what it is. So how but does you it bother you?
4: Because you don't know when you're going to win, and it's mostly losing. Yeah, but yeah. like that's
1: it's the un, unknown. That's, it, that that it, is the gambling part it, of mm-hmm.
4: it's just such a it's such a a mental drain in my mind where. Not only do you not know when you're going to be chosen, but then you also don't know when you're going to shoot yourself in the foot for the times that right. you're chosen. Like, how many times are you exiting because you shot yourself in the foot versus it was just in the cards? But you got to understand that the, when when those chips go bye-bye and, and
2: all hope is lost and the dream is dead... It's all alive again once you get another ticket. <laughs> all a of time, All though. of a sudden, the dream is alive again. The it's hope fun- is there. It's funny that
3: Brian says this, and it's only because he's got supplemental income. Uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I've been out in the, um. What, what do we call those streets? Lucha Libre. Yeah, the Lucha Libre streets. You've been out in the fucking barbecue streets, yeah. <laughs> my guy. You, you are on, the barbecue,
4: boom, uh, <laughs> You put on a little I bit look, of...
2: I look good there.
4: Uh, that singlet is fitting a little, a little something for sure. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I guess like, uh, for me, for me personally, like it's difficult for even to even compartmentalize this in cash where every day I'm swinging a lot. Like I, I had a hundred K upswing this week, uh, between Thursday, Friday and Saturday, I, I won like 115,000 or 120 K something like that. And I just lose 99,000 last night. So you're up a thousand. Congrats, yeah. man. Right. But that's my point is that it's difficult. Then the next day. To realize that, like, you know, every single hour that you spend there, every single day that you spend there, you're just, you're just, like, adding to the graph one way or another. And you're just living out the experience of the fluctuations, Mm -hmm. right? Because, like, in the game, every single time I'm losing in-game, it's just, like, wow, this is ridiculous. And, and, you know, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I get it. And I can pull myself back and say, like, no, this is just the runs. You know, you're gonna have plus runs, you're gonna have negative runs. Like, yeah, you got cooled off. Yeah, your aces got cracked. Yeah, you got set over set. Like, this sh- this shit happens. This is just variance playing out. You can, you can rationalize that pretty easily. But when you're living it, and your lived experience is that when it comes to the pots that are being fought for, where neither player has a lot of a hand, I'm winning my unfair share, mm-hmm. right? The issue is, is that like you can internalize that and it feels to you as a skill. It's like, this is my skill. This is where the skill comes out. But when the results are often, uh, like, like, like when the results that you can quote unquote see, let's say, come from the extremes, having the best of it versus the second best hand or having the worst of it versus the best hand type of thing, it's so hard to return back to this centered place of, that's just all the variance, and all mm-hmm. of my money is coming from this getting gritty, non, uh, non, you know, impressive type of stuff of just grinding out ten big blind pot after ten big blind pot. You know, I don't know how you do that in MTTs, where now instead of grinding out ten big blind pots, you're grinding out mid stage. Events, you're grinding yeah. out min caches, you know, mm-hmm. you're grinding out a pay jump, uh, uh, leveling up to, you know, the the, the final yeah. 1% of the I field. I think the clarity is the problem, right? Because mm-hmm. like when
2: you're playing cash, it's easy to see your win rate. It's easy to see your hourly because it it's it presented to you. So often, right? Where in the tournaments, it's not. It's 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 you bust, you bust, you bust, you bust, and you just have to keep playing again because you know you have an hourly, you know you have an ROI. It's insanity. But, like, but you don't. You're not gonna. No one's realize that ROI until. That it, everything clicks and you have it, that deep run and you have that feels big cash, like the
4: definition right. of insanity. No, it, I mean, it's doing the same is. thing over and over and over again,
2: expecting it's a different a result. result. Right, but be, right, but because you you will have that different result, if, especially if you if you're studied, if you're will playing you? well. Yeah, yeah. You 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 if you play enough of them, you you will. Yeah. So, um, Landon's think, really well, great at this. I mean, look at this. You're good at it. These feel right? That's all, what I'm saying. There's, these fields are thousands and thousands of people deep, and if you're a good player you you're, You have a high win rate in these things yeah it's just it's just sometimes it takes time to realize that win
4: rate. So. I, I think I think two people that are very good at this that that we have in our circle is Landon and hunt, and I think the difference is that hunt has it in his brain where he's so detached from the results mm-hmm. that he could just show up three hundred times a year mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for landon he's young he's distracted he's got a lot going on in life there's a million different directions he could be pulled, and the pain of showing up 300 times a year yeah and only having 30 plus results mm-hmm. is maybe enough to say "Yeah, i'm gonna lift today <laughs> ah, i'm it? gonna see my friends today yeah you know i don't mm-hmm. need to play six bullets to the 1k prime i mean don't he backed on the first one so maybe this is a poor <laughs> example but you you get what i'm saying like mm-hmm. the grind set uh i hate that word the grind hasn't yet uh, kind of overtaken him. Yeah, he's his like, passion he, for poker has, but go he's ahead.
1: barely showing up for an eleven hundred like MSPT. Uh, he's, he's he's there, but it, like it you depends. know, it depends on on what weeks going on. Like if it, there's more it's, poker it's around de-
4: it's not even that it depends. He's there, but he's not like there. there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you've seen him skip a couple things recently. That, that's what I'm saying. It's like I I know the difference as somebody who's had a a weird relationship with MTTs from day one. Right mm-hmm. when I really desperately needed the score, I was fucking there, and I was jonesing for the next one. And you know, so long as it wasn't like dampening my ability to survive and play elsewhere, as far as bankroll requirements go, I was excited no matter what. I, I was thrilled for the next one. I couldn't wait, uh, and I was there for the pain. As I got a little comfortable, and the score didn't quite mean as much, my my level of expectation. Elevated so much that the, the floor for me to play was way, 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 way higher mm-hmm. than uh, what my expectation could ever meet. Right. Where I was like thrilled to get out of bed for a 1K that was six figures the first now became a, a chore. How, do you, like,
2: how are you feeling about the 10K? Are you excited to play it? Are you, do you not care? Do you, like- I don't,
4: I truly don't even know if I'm going to play.
1: That's incredible. I I
2: just don't like. See, that's what I mean. Like, how? Where is that floor at?
4: Because, like. I just have no fun whatsoever in MTT. So, this is what I call stupidity.
1: (laughs) Straight up, up and down. Have you seen the shirt you're wearing today? Stand
4: up for the people. Stand up and.
1: Grandma with a goddamn dick in her mouth said, "This is stupidity." All right.
3: I like it. it's got an artistic quality to
4: it. That's right. This, uh, that it, was the shirt I bought for Conrad three weeks ago. It Just showed up. It was supposed to be overnighted.
1: Go on. <laughs> uh, like it's absurd for you to like be a career poker player and you see a 10k with a forty million dollar guarantee and then you still be five million dollars the first. You
4: say something like. I'm not sure if I'm gonna play it. It's just it's absurd to me, dude. Well, I'll probably play, but if you had to estimate, what do you think my hourly is in that event? I don't give a fuck if it was twenty two cents. <laughs> you goddamn show up. There's five million dollars the
1: first. Ten K is not gonna hurt, or I should say forty K is not gonna hurt you. Yeah. If you lose it.
4: it's only three day ones, right? Is you it? Can, yeah, but I can think can you, it's four. Can oh. you re
2: enter each day?
4: No, 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 no re
1: I think it's four. Oh, ones.
2: freeze out each day is a freeze out.
4: Yeah, yeah,
1: he'd yeah. say he's a free yeah. So yeah, yeah, like I was saying, like, who gives
3: a fuck, man? Matt, I, I what, tr- what is the God. biggest deterrent? Is it is it the fact that you got to sit there for so long, or that you just I, don't it's, enjoy it's it? It's that no
4: process, no no part of the process is fun to me. Like, like if I, you play I,
3: cash? How how long? I was you? stuck
4: 100k yesterday, and I was having an absolute blast.
1: Oh, are you? I mean, I read text messages and fucking definitely
4: okay. Okay. I, I had I had some low points. Uh, albeit. There, there were definitely some some points of being miserable, but generally like the gamble that is involved in in cash is fun yeah. is so much fun because the worst thing that happens is that you lose dollars. In MTTs, the worst thing that happens is they tell you to go home.
1: You lose your life.
4: So right. <laughs> the, I don't like being I don't like being ejected from a game. So no, the I got you. the I World
2: Series <laughs> main event, you don't get excited for that one anymore. Last year was probably
4: one. the first time where I felt nothing going into day one. Wow, it, so it was sad. It was really a sad feeling. Really I, it sad. truly was. Because I agree with you.
2: The reason I say that is because I think this is probably the closest thing yep, that you, you you're going to get to that feeling. Like I'm very excited to play. Yeah. Um
4: so like I know like it's
2: it's a mini main event. It's, it, it's basically...
4: It's a very spoiled yeah, and entitled right. mindset that I wish I could get over, but yeah. I'm also not that incentivized to get over because mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter. It's not my main game. Yeah. Uh, to give you an idea, I went deep in the 10K 6 Max, uh, I think, last World Series, 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I got like 7th or 8th. Maybe it was 2021. I can't recall. It's anyway,
1: 2022. Yeah,
4: either way. And then I went deep in the 10K Mystery Bounty this year. I got, I think, 12th in that. Mm-hmm. Uh not only was I not excited to play the main, but when the 10K six max came up, I chose to play the third game at the Bellagio instead, which is just reg battling. Yeah, I skipped the the 10K six max mm-hmm. with literally no desire to even max late reg it. Wow, to play the third game, reg battling for you know maybe a third of my normal hourly in the hundred hundred.
2: I, I kind of get that because I feel like the. I don't know, like... I mean, I guess you do, you really used to love the 10K6 Max, I guess. So.
4: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and I had, a, I had a huge result. It's not even so much that I love it. It's, it's that, A, I just recently had a big result in what is otherwise notably a very tough tournament. Right. And, B, if you had told me 10 years ago that your future self will have the ability to play the 10K6 Max <coughs> with no financial pressure whatsoever and go out and just perform your best... I would have been like, man, that's making it. Right. And now somehow I'm in a situation where not only do I have no desire to go play in that event, but I think I'm a fucking dog. Yeah. Like, I just am like, well, I don't care to go play a format that I don't enjoy, and I think I'm very likely losing at. Mm-hmm. To be fair, you might be slightly a dog, like, yeah. deep yeah. in the tournament. Like, no, deep. I don't think I'm a dog. Well, actually, I take that back. You're right. Oh, deep yeah, in the tournament. Right. I think the you reason why it. I said I don't think I'm a dog deep is because in the six max format, it's very, very deep stacked. So yeah. uh, I think like, no. He means deep. I, I know what he means. Okay, yeah. and he's right. Further along in the yeah, tournament. Yeah, he's right. And I'm saying the same thing. The average stack, whenever you get down to the final couple of tables, is mm-hmm. like fifty to sixty big blinds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that that I think that lends itself to me. But Conrad's right in the sense that I'm too ICM ignorant mm-hmm. to really take the best advantage of it yeah 100%. um so it's like yeah i i think like i think i'm playing really well because i'm probably putting people in a lot of spots and i'm probably doing really well from a chip ev standpoint mm-hmm. but i'm probably also just getting filleted just like, from an icm standpoint yeah
1: just lighting like dollars on fire but yeah. you, and not even noticing it
4: yeah exactly yeah, yeah so uh, it, yeah it's just there's nothing really fun about it to me yeah I, i'm a guy who gets off on winning pots like that's that's my thing that's that's the whole point of being the loose player in a cash game is you mm-hmm. get to play the most pots you get it, to win the most pots you get to lose the most pots
2: kind of makes sense it, it is funny because since i've you know because i had basically the last couple of years have just played tournaments and mm-hmm. then recently in the last uh you know handful four or five months i've been playing cash as well and it it, it is such a different game it's so different it's like the mindset is different, yep. right? It really is. It's like you do aggressive to, patience. It's like I can't wait to play as many hands as I possibly can and try to win as many pots as I can. Where, like in tournaments, you have to think about all these other things and, and how it's, how I need to not play hands. It's kind of funny. Because, well, so sort it's, of.
4: It's kind of funny because structurally, it actually probably, in theory, at equilibrium, is the opposite. In cash, there isn't a whole lot driving the action outside of the ante, right? And most of the good cash games are playing like eight or nine handed which means that you should be V pipping very low, right? Like you should just be basically very selective of the hands that you choose to enter the pot with and then put yourself in a position to polarize as quickly as possible to make sure that you're on the right side of winning large pots. That's kind of the the framework or the um, the, the the overall structure to being a good dominant cash game player. And that mostly speaks to capped games. Like I would get torched in uh I, I would very likely get torched in like the two five streets mm-hmm. where it's capped at 100 or 200 big blinds at least in the short term you because talking I,
3: about live or online both uh in
4: in the near term I, I think i could you know refine my strategy to be winning but a lot of what my strategy is predicated on now is the fact that we're playing in a really deep uncapped game and people navigating 500 600 700 big blinds are just in uncharted waters And when you see the errors that are occurring, where money goes in way, way too fucking light, and then other areas where money goes in way, way too tight, Mm -hmm. you're able to just kind of like build your range around those two factors, right? You're able to just be like way imbalanced towards bluffs where they're too tight to put money in and way, uh, way more linear in value where they're just putting money in too loosely, right? And- that's like the beauty to me that's that's where so much of the the joy comes from because now it does expand things to you having incentive to play more pots having incentive to fight for more pots because the money going into tight is a big precipice behind it right precipice maybe maybe that's a predicator i think is a better word uh
1: I don't know if it was right or wrong. I just had to say No, I, I think it. you're Precipice. right.
4: You, you, I think you're right in correcting me. <laughs> sounds, it sounds
1: yeah. like a, it's a, a it's, a, it's a predicator to like
4: how they're approaching the spot, right? Mm-hmm. And that's like the beauty to me. In MTTs, the structure's advancing. So you actually are pretty heavily incentivized to spl- be, not, let's not call it splashy, but like to be in there and fighting Tooth and nail for a lot of pots, but then you have the conflicting ICM aspect of it, mm-hmm. and it's basically like being able to have a super vehicle where you can go zero to sixty and then slam on the brakes and just continually do that for days, right? Mm-hmm. And that just doesn't—it it doesn't speak to my personality. Yeah, I don't want brakes. No, right? Yeah, right. I, I want the <laughs> roller coaster that is unhinged and yeah, it can't be can't be slowed down. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean,
1: but like. There's this life-changing money even to yeah, you. Yeah, I get it. I'll gamble. Top.
4: Like, I'll gamble. I'll probably... Uh, I'm almost certainly going to go tomorrow depending upon, like, what the situation is at Bellagio. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, maybe if I don't have a miserable time or don't bag, I might fire the other three bullets. Maybe but,
1: if I don't have a miserable time. You're, like, just setting yourself up for a miserable time. How many day ones are there?
4: Four. Three or four.
1: Well, I want to say there's four, but he says there's three. Well, Friday's the last day. Friday's the Tuesday, last day. Tuesday,
4: Wednesday, Thursday, four. Four. Four, yeah. yes. Than. Okay. Uh, maybe i was just wishfully thinking uh three.
3: <laughs> i think Is i really it? um i think i really resonate with something brian just said and he was talking about the mindset between uh cash and cash mm-hmm. in cash games um i'm looking forward to like peeling my cards and like whether i'm at top of range bottom mm. range yeah middle yeah. of my range i found myself in the tournament as i started to get down to like 20 bigs 18 bigs. like i was hoping that i would peel my cards and just have really easy decisions I didn't want to see, like, the jack nine suited. I didn't want to see pocket fours from, like, UTG plus two. Like, I I think think, a lot of that has to do with maybe mindset and just not being studied, but... I was going to say, I think it's just just different.
1: For you, it's... uh, Or for, like, for a lot of people, it's just being more studied in the situation because then you'd feel more confidence and then you would understand what's top and bottom. Yeah. You know, like... Yeah, it's the same
2: thing. It's just, like, when you look down in, like, cash game, you just look at your hand you know, oh, this is an open, this is not. Yeah. It's the same thing in tournaments. It's just It's just... A, a different range yeah right? you're just extremely comfortable at yeah. like
1: cash games and, and you've been playing them for 48 and years and the range
2: changes <laughs> right the range changes depending on stack sizes and you know uh where you're at in the tournament and all that all yeah. the, the other
3: things that go into yeah, it. it it's definitely a different mindset mm-hmm. for sure
1: yeah i mean i'm i
3: love it's fucking. like playing super mario brothers with one life <laughs> <laughs> you, you, don't, you don't get to die and then just like crank it up again from mm-hmm. the same level like right it's just different yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, I love tournaments and it's obvious I always talk about it. I think it has something to do with the survival
4: aspect. Um, I think it's probably that combined with the the ultimate reward. Right. Yeah. Right? Like there is something nice. The glory. Yeah, there is some don't don't get me wrong. Like I love cash because it's steady. Like like for me it's 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 the opposite, mm-hmm. right? And and it's changed. When I was when I was younger and uh really trying to cut my teeth and and make a name for myself, the notion of ripping one off for an amount of money that would set me up was way more uh, enticing than grinding 510 for $500 a day. Yeah, of course. Right? Mm-hmm. But, like, once you get to a point where uh, it's it's a little bit less about money and it's a little bit more about competition, like, that's the real reason. Uh, at some point, you get to a degree where, like, you don't have to be in poker anymore. right? Yeah. And I think tournaments become a lot less appealing at that point because they feel more lotto esque. You understand the game a lot better. You recognize how much variance is involved. It just seems like a, a, a real drain, mm-hmm. and you don't want to suck the joy out of the game that you you love. I mean, you played sports your whole life, and I'm sure, like you know,
2: there's nothing more you wanted than was like to win, win a championship. championship. Yeah. Yeah. And d- d- do you feel you don't feel any of that like with poker because you you can't win a championship in a cash game. I mean, you know
4: what I loved the most about playing collegiate baseball practice. I loved on, practice.
0: You said practice? 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 I, I showed up for
4: practice. I loved practice. I yeah. loved showing up seven days a week, putting in the extra time, being the first one there, the last one to leave. I loved all of that because <clears> to <throat> me, that was where you grinded out your quote unquote win rate. Yeah. Right? Right. And then everything else was just set in motion. Once you got to the game, you just performed. And honestly, like I almost always underperformed. Like if you compared if you if you were able to take every pitch that I threw in practice and compared it to every pitch that I threw in a game, I would estimate that my effectiveness in practice would be like twenty to twenty five percent higher Wow oh, yeah and that's that's a me problem mm-hmm. right uh, might have been a framing issue might have just been performance anxiety. who knows but anyway, do you uh, still have
1: performance anxiety?
4: I don't think I think I' do okay <laughs>
1: uh, but
4: uh, but I love the practice because the game was the finality, right? There was no more what if after the game and so much of it was out of your control, but everything was controlled in practice. It was this controlled environment where you just got to be your absolute best day in and day out. And the notion was, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. So the the idea was not to win as in uh, competing against someone else. It was to win as in competing against yourself, right? Yeah. I need to slowly grind myself into a better version of who I am day in and day out until ultimately we arrive at the game and I'm the best version of myself that's how you
2: see cash games
4: that's how I see cash games and and it's never ending right Mm -hmm. so every day I'm just working on something I'm trying to get a little bit better I'm trying to win you know whatever with MTT's you're right it's a lot more like the in season right? Like yeah. you ju- you're just showing up, you're taking your lumps, you go on a seven game losing streak. You try to turn it around in a seven game cashing streak, whatever. Ultimately, maybe you win a big one. And there is something very romantic about like, let's say your win rates are identical. Let's say that you're making a hundred dollars an hour, both in cash and MTTs. But the difference is in cash, you get a weekly check of $3,000. No, nah, right. too much. $1,500. You get a weekly check, $1,500, right? 52 weeks, relatively consistently. Sometimes, they hold your check.
2: Sometimes <laughs> that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> so, they hold the mind it right now. Box. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes the check. There's a glitch, you know, in the computer yeah. system, and they, you're gonna get your check the yeah. week later. Someti- sometimes, <laughs> sometimes your check bounces,
4: yeah. right? But you get like, an end of the month bonus for like 10k. Yeah. And, and whatever. So you know. Sometimes you get two bonuses. Yeah. Sometimes you get back to back bonuses. Like the pain points are a little bit less. It's a lot more consistent with MTTs. It's like okay, pain. here's what I want you to do you're going to sign a contract for me and I'm going to pay you a hundred dollars an hour and you're going to work an undisclosed amount of hours for this year. (laughs) Yeah. But maybe if you're lucky at the end of this year or sometimes sporadically throughout the next 18 months, 24 months, 36 months, I'm going to give you your entire hourly all in one lump sum. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, there's something kind of romantic about that. There is something kind of really sick. It's sick and twisted. <laughs> it's sick and twisted because of the resilience that you have mm-hmm. to endure where like every day you wake up and you say, I'm quitting today. Yeah. Today's the day I'm going to quit my job. But in the back of your head is this looming voice that says, if you walk away from this, they don't owe you the back pay. Right. Right. Yeah.
1: Why, why are we quitting? Because we lost a couple times? A couple of times. We got to fucking man up, man. Like, listen, man. This shit's not for the easy. It's not easy, all right. It's not, not for the faint of heart. It's not for the faint of heart. It's 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 grind. It's rise and grind every day. Listen to your fucking TCU ringtone, <laughs> you know, like it's shit's popping, man. Yeah, it's it hurts. Don't get me wrong. It does hurt sometimes. But when you think you are um, decent at something, and which I do personally in tournaments, and can only get better, I feel like. It would be absurd to stop. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever. I might be on a little downswing. Might be going absolutely fucking smash this year. But at the same time, it's like, whatever, yep. man. That is great. That's a great show graphic up. right we gotta there. We got to show up, man. Yep. I like that graphic. We got to get to the diamonds. That,
4: that's used for get labels. to the
2: jewel. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> get, get to the jewel, boys. That,
4: that graphic is literally used for every single uh, pay and play app game ever created. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> All right. Speaking of the jewel, let's turn you guys loose uh, on on those lab guys. Get everyone out of here. Don't forget that there's a new episode of Poker Out Loud out today. If you're a Solve4Y TV member, if not, you can head over to solferi.io and sign up. Uh, we also have uh, all of our academies for the first half of 2024. If you sign up prior to December 15th, that date is coming up soon. Four days away. save $500. So hurry up and get your seat now if you're interested. We have a Cash Game Academy January 15th to the 17th. Another one in March. Another one in May, as well as an MTT Academy in May. Don't be a
2: sucker and pay full price.
4: That's right. You might as well save that 500 <laughs> Punish me. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Big shout out to Kier's mom. I did not forget. Thank you so much for watching us every single
3: day. We appreciate you. Thank you, Miss Keir. Uh,
4: for those of you uh, who are watching Faithful out there, shout out to you guys as well. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. We'll see you guys all tomorrow, 11 a.m. Pacific.
1: Peace. Peace.